is Father Columba and welcome. Today I want to talk to you about this little chestnut right here, which is my Bible. I partly say that in case you're listening on the podcast and I partly say that so that if you're not listening on the podcast, you know there is a podcast. Aha. Do you ever find this? It's like, uh, oh look, it looks like a mountain. Okay, so a uh, thing that was really helpful to me in just starting to get into this when I was a teenager, put a Bible, a Bible beside your bed. And before you go to sleep, read one chapter of the New Testament. And I did that. And within a few months, I'd read through the whole New Testament. I was like, oh, there you go. Guys, it's like, it's a relationship. So this is a key to, to, to opening like a massive whole area of relationship with God. And the, another great way to break the ice on that relationship, to, to start to melt down this incredible iceberg of lovely beauty, do a, like a Bible in the year thing. Father Mike Schmitz has an amazing, he's now on the second year of doing the Bible in a year podcast. Jump on that one, start whenever and do a year. And then suddenly this Oh, massive mountain is not a massive mountain anymore because you've read it. And now it's just about diving deeper into the bits that you especially feel called to. Okay, so reading it, getting it, praying with it. I've already done lots of lots of videos on praying the bloody beautiful thing. And today I particularly want to open up to you the world of an even deeper dive through studying it. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, there's lots of ways to study the Bible. Most Bibles have little notes, although loads of them are pretty useless and will tell you, uh, there's another word in Greek for this, or there's some, the Aramaic does not have this word in it. <laughs> Something like that, which doesn't really help me know what God is saying to my heart. I'll give you a little recommendation. The Ignatius Study Bible. Unfortunately, there are so few Catholic study Bibles. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's this one and it's only the New Testament. Hopefully, I am told in 2022, Ignatius Press are releasing the entire Ignatius Study Bible. That will be a wondrous day. I'm going to, uh, it's going to be more exciting than lining up for U2 tickets when I was a teenager. I actually didn't do that. My sister did. Somebody else gave them to me. <laughs> so I'm hoping someone might just randomly get me one of these. But highly recommended, highly, highly, highly recommended. Even just getting this, the New Testament one, I use this all the time. So it's got just a regular Bible, so the regular text. There it is. And then underneath there's some references. So all the other places in the scriptures are like, if there's a story in Matthew that's also in Luke, then it'll give you all those references. And then it's got lots of notes. So almost half the page is notes, just really brief summarizations. Some of it kind of doctrinal. What does this mean? What does this not mean? Some spiritual insights. What does this mean for the church? What does this mean for you as a follower of Jesus? Really helpful. So if you want to get into like the book of Revelation, I cannot recommend this more. Start reading, you see, read a bit of the text and then you read the notes and fantastic. So really good resource. So that's one way to, to kind of study the Bible is just get yourself a little study Bible. And that's like the only one. <laughs> there is an old one also by Father Leo Haydock. And when I say old, I mean like a couple of hundred years old. It's free online. You can get the text online. Father Leo Haydock, he just his own personal notes on scripture. And that's awesome because it's Old and New Testament. And he does some of the best summarizations of the church fathers. So the early theologians who are really diving into scripture, he will give a beautiful summary of the main points so that you don't have to go reading all the church fathers to find them. 
Okay, so, and there's other mud books, so I'm going to come back to those, but I just wanted to give you an actual way to really, like, not just read something, oh, okay, I understand that. Here's the thing, I find when I do that, like, if I read, like, the Ignatius Study Bible on the book of Revelation and maybe underline stuff, like, ah, oh, that makes more sense now, well, that makes still absolutely no sense. But often that, that information doesn't really stick with me, and then in order to remember any of that, I just have to go back to the book. So I don't feel like I really own the information. Now, if you've got a great memory, good for you. But for me, I always find to take my own notes, to do a little bit of study and then to make it my own by writing my own notes. So then when I am looking back at Revelation, I can just go, I know where all the best notes are for the book of Revelation. It's in my own, my own handwriting. Here's what I do when I want to get into a book and here's what I would recommend. Now guys, you're not going to be able to do this in an afternoon. This is a bit of a project, long-term project. It's the kind of thing, like I love to do this like once a week, give myself half an hour or so where I'm just going to sit down and, and just read a little section of the Bible, read some commentaries and take some notes. Decide what book you want to read, very important. Then, yes, I get my Bible, but I also want to get some commentaries or some study Bibles. So I would get myself two commentaries on the book I want to study, okay? Just so you get a bit more broader perspective. So I almost always use Mr. Ignatius Study Bible. Uh, another one I've used from time to time is the Navarre Bible. So this uh, was done by the crew of Opus Dei. Piles and piles of notes, quite, uh, quite good, quite devotional. You know, it's very, very understandable and very much applied to the, the living of our Christian lives. So that can be great. This particular one is uh, the Gospel and Acts. I got a bit frustrated and read that. So this has got all of the Gospels and all Acts. It's a little, little big. You can get that. You also can get it in individual volumes. So that one is really good. There's also a great series of commentaries. This is the Catholic Commentary on Sacred Scripture. Unfortunately, they only do it for the New Testament. So if you do want to study a New Testament book, I think they've now produced all of them. So this one is just on Luke, but it has a lot more information. So it kind of takes what you would find in the Ignatius and goes that little bit more deeply into it. And uh, yeah, so that's a great one. Okay, so there you go. You get your two commentaries. You get your book you want to read. I usually, I just take notes. I either I type, type them up straight away or I would write it on paper. So if I'm doing that, I just have some paper handy or a computer. And then what I do is I, first of all, while well, I pray, say a little prayer, Holy Spirit, come help me. Then I'll read my bit of scripture. So just like a few verses or the little paragraph. Usually they're divided into like little little mini stories, especially in the Gospels. So I'll read my paragraph story. If there's something in that I like, I'll, I'll underline it. Um, it's okay, it is okay to underline things. Now I don't make a mess of my Bible. I do it really neatly. But it just, it, to me, when I then re come back to that passage, I know, oh yes, and it helps remind me of what really spoke to my heart. So it's okay to do that. So I'll underline things if something really strikes me. And then I take up my commentaries, my first one, and I read through. And again, if something strikes me, if I like something, I'll underline it. It's pretty simple. And then I get my second commentary and I read it. And yes, if I like something in there, I underline it too. Brilliant. So really, really simple. And then I just try to kind of do a synopsis of what I've just read in my notes. So either writing it out or typing it out. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll have it all, you know, saying, okay, this is, you know, chapter, you know, Luke, what chapter one versus this to this. 
if there's a title, I'll stick that in and then I'll just write down the notes. I won't necessarily say, oh, and Barclay said this and Ignatius said that. Uh, I just kind of summarize. What's the things that struck me? I don't even necessarily write in, okay, here's all the background on this and here's all the history of what this probably meant in the Jewish tradition, unless I really like that stuff and want to write it. But mostly I'm, I'm interested in how has God's word impacted me? What's really maybe excited me or intrigued me? What helps me connect with God? That's usually the stuff I go after. Or if I get a new insight or a new, oh my gosh, this is connected to this section in scripture. Stuff like that really does excite me. And I'll write that down. So I'll just go through anything that I've underlined. And I sometimes I just write it in like, straight in verbatim. Other times I kind of paraphrase it. Once I've done that, once I've kind of transferred the new information that I've gained from these books into my notes, then I start to write down, okay, what are the other things? What are the connections that have been made in my head and in my heart? This is where the magic happens, I think, in, in Bible study. Now, an important question with this that does arrive, arise. Some people, especially Catholics, we can be nervous because we don't want to interpret it in the wrong way. It's like, oh, but what's the official interpretation? I don't I don't want to make stuff up, you know. We could be a bit scared. Like, I, I, I'm not, like, welcome to interpret this any way I would like. If you're worried about how to interpret Scripture, St. Augustine has this really helpful little point. He says, when interpreting Scripture, so long as what we come up with isn't contrary to charity and isn't contrary to the teachings of the church, we are safe. So long as what you come up with, you can come up with any interpretation at all, so long as it's not contrary to charity, meaning it's not contrary to love, and particularly the love of God as revealed in Scripture, and it's not contrary to any teaching of the church, nor should it like contradict Scripture, obviously, because the teaching of the church is based on Scripture. It shouldn't contradict anything in the church. So if you come up with an interpretation that says that there is no priesthood, then we have a problem. Because that contradicts things, other parts of scripture and other definitely lots of teaching of the church. But so long as we avoid that stuff, then we're safe, even if it's something completely new. And even if it's something that just really speaks to you and it may not speak to anybody else, that's okay. Write it down. God has revealed something to you. He's spoken to you. And it doesn't have to be able to apply to everybody else, but it's brought you closer to God. And that is the goal. So brothers and sisters, let me get my Bible again. That is basically it. That's what I do when I study scripture. And over here on my shelf, I actually have my own Bible commentaries now. I have my own notes on Luke, not complete, but I have all my notes on Mark's gospel, John's gospel, the letter to the Ephesians. I think that's it. Oh, Acts of the Apostles, Acts of the Apostles, and uh, and then one that kind of went through the whole of, of scripture based on uh, a fantastic book called Walking with God. But I, now when I'm studying these books, when I have to preach on them, I don't go to any other commentary. I grab my own. And I love what the Lord revealed to me when, that I recorded in there. And I find it really helpful. And it's still helpful years later. So this could be the same for you. So give it a go if you feel moved by the Lord. Take yourself off for a half hour once a week or thereabouts and see see what comes up because it has been one of the greatest joys in my life. There you go. God bless you. Hope that's helpful. Bye-bye.